Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. This episode is titled, The Mexican Fishing Village. The Mexican Fishing Village. What the heck is this about, this episode? What's it got to do with money growing on trees? Well, uh, let me talk to you about that. I wanted to do this episode because it's a really cool story, but I learned some things doing this recently when I was in Mexico on a friend's yacht, and we were not sailing because it's a motor yacht, but we were going around the Sea of Cortez, which for anyone who doesn't know that, it's on the west coast of Mexico, just under California. It's in the state of California, but on the Mexican side. And up in there is a little, like a little um, peninsula, right? Which is amazing. And uh, Jacques Cousteau calls it the called it the aquarium of the world. It's incredible, right? So I'm sure if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you saw some of those photos. But during that that time, we actually uh, our little boat that we were fishing on the tender. Uh, we we left the main yacht and we went out this day to catch some mahi mahi, right? Some uh, Dorado, which is the a big dolphin fish out there, and so we're trawling away. We're about three hours from the main yacht that had gone up to the next the next bay, and we're out open. Like it's it, it, the Sea of Cortez is big. It's a sea, right? Uh, land either side, but we were out there, and what happened was the engine alternator cut started to die, and so the voltage dropped in the boat. And the the interesting thing is, we we tried to radio to get some help, but they ignored us. This yacht that was sort of yonder, it was a big yacht, and they ignored us. So we're like, whoa, I wonder what, you know, if we lose power, we're going to just drift. <laughs> like, it was going to be a long day, put it that way. It may have even got into the night. It was it was not looking good. Now, if we had have switched the engine off, we wouldn't be able to start it again, and that would have been bad. But we were able to putt along, okay, before the, because the engine was actually on, so it didn't need voltage um, to switch it on. So we just, we, we, we putted along. And we went and we came across this, one of the islands there, and we actually happened to, to be able to drive, putt along into one of the sides of the islands, okay? Now, fortunately for us, fortunately for us, there were, we, we drift into a little Mexican fishing village. Now, when I say village, I mean like, there's a hut. <laughs> and there was like, you know, some little dwellings up the back, but it was very small. And um, there was a fam- there's some families living there. And we thought, wow, this is interesting. So we pull up, got out, we, we, we yanked the, the tender, and one of the, our guides, uh, one of the guys from the crew who's Mexican, was on, he went over to then try and ask him if they could radio for help, right? So the, to, the, to the big yacht to come and save us, okay? And so while we're sitting there, we thought, you know what? Let's go and see if we can create a relationship. We'll just have a chat with the guys that were on the beach. And so there's an older fellow there, there was a younger lady there and she had some kids there and we could see that. So I said to my friend Warren, whose yacht we were on, I said, hey, let's let's get some beers, let, let, let's go over and let's introduce ourselves. So we, gra- we got, all we had on the lieutenant was some cold beers, um, some cold Coca-Cola and some water. So we had it in a bag. So we jumped in the water, jumped in, we, we walked across, we went up to the fishing village and we gave them the cold beers, right? Now we gave them that and they were like just wrapped that we did that. They were just like, wow, thanks so much. Awesome. You know, they didn't say that in English. They were speaking Spanish and we didn't speak any Spanish. So we're just kind of trying to communicate. Now, as soon as we did that, he, he takes us over and he pulls out this fish that he had. And he 
pulls it out of his where he kept it cold and he started cutting it up and he cuts it into strips and i thought my god we're gonna have to eat sushi uh <laughs> we looked at each other like does he want us to eat this raw but what happened was once he cut it up he gave it to his looked like his daughter and she went back behind and then like five ten minutes later we sat around chatting or trying to talk you know and communicate uh he didn't speak any english and, and my spanish is like one word right hola that's it so he comes back around and she made us the most amazing fresh fish battered tacos ever and we're sitting on this little fishing village uh communicating with these guys and they fed us lunch and it was amazing so part of that process is we're like well let's give them some more stuff so we started helping him move some of the timber to go on kind of they're building a new like um a new uh like little shelter and so we moved some of the timber for them we also helped them move their boat up with some of the men there up the beach so it didn't wash away in the night and then we went and got some the coca-cola and we gave it to the kids and i remember one of the little kids there he was about uh two <laughs> no, he's about three i think and he i remember tipped he tipped out his milk in his bottle and he tipped in the cold coca-cola <laughs> to his bottle and he started taking it out of his bottle because he couldn't drink it out of the can it was really funny so the kids were really happy we gave them some fresh water we did that for them they fed us and they let us use their radio right so eventually our main yacht heard that we were beached that we were broken that we were effectively marooned on this this in this fishing village so they were three or four hours away now now we thought they'd turn and come back but we were waiting and we thought well if they don't get here by 7 p.m and it's dark we're gonna have to commandeer or ask one of these fishermen to jump in their fishing boat these long fishing boats and take us up to the yacht so we're thinking flipping heck like there's gonna be rough seas out there it's gonna be a, a crazy adventure right so we, we said we'll wait and we'll just see and then you know, some time went by time went by and we're just chatting with them and and we built rapport, right? We built relationship with them. And anyway, the yacht finally wared in the distance. We could see, I'm like, well, is that it? That's really big. Is that us? And then it finally came in. And we couldn't get our boat out there because engine didn't, didn't work, right? So the, the captain has the, the big yacht there. And so they helped us and they towed us with the tender out to the big yacht, right? So they helped us even do that. Now, in return for that, in return for that, there was one thing that I really wanted in return, okay? And it's fresh water. So part of the, the yacht is it generates, it creates its own fresh water. So they filled up, I reckon they must have filled up about 10 big drums of fresh water from the yacht to go back. And they were just obviously just wrapped that they were able to get fresh water. And they were happy, we were happy, we were rescued. Uh, my wife Alicia and uh, Warren's wife Arlene, they came back. They were having a wonderful time getting massages and getting having cocktails and all of a sudden they got to come and rescue us right from our failed fishing trip well we, we did catch one fish each but it was it was caught it was cut short from this adventure but it was one of the highlights of the trip because i just i thought it was just a fun what you'll find when you travel is that um the misadventures seem to be the most memorable the, and we we had a couple misadventures on this trip and they just they, they're probably the highlights of the trip which is weird right but um so one thing occurred to me like and this is why i'm doing this episode because people say to me, Lloyd, what do you think is going to happen to the currency? What do you think is going to happen to the US dollar? What do you think is going to, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is going to be the currency in the future. It's the future. It's ideal. It's it's decentralized and no one can track it. And you can, you know, when, when the world ends, we're going to be able to just, you know, I don't know, use gold to trade, right? Go, go buy gold because it's going to be, you know, you can use it when the world ends. Well, I got some news for anyone who's like talking about that because when we 
had no money, okay? So it was the end of world for us on the day, on the boat. And we went to another place that had no money, <laughs> okay? So they're at the bottom of the world too. Uh, we didn't, not one, not one minute, or, or there was not one moment where we gave them US dollars. And there was not one moment where they gave us US dollars. So there was no fiat currency exchanged, okay? There was also no gold exchanged. They didn't give us gold, we didn't give them gold. And we certainly didn't give them cryptocurrency of any kind, and they didn't give us cryptocurrency of any kind. Zip, okay? What did we do? We bartered. We bartered. We gave them beers, they gave us fish. We gave them labor, which is moving the timber and the boat in our time. They gave us uh, push back out and a radio to radio in and a, and a push back out on our boat to tee up. Then we gave them fresh water, okay? So we created value from the things we had and it was a one, two, three, four, five process exchange of value, built rapport, relationship, trust, and not one bit of crypto, gold, or fiat currency was exchanged. So for those who think that the when the when if the world goes towards some sort of global war or meet, like, you know, if, if, if it's pretty, pretty crazy out there and the world looks like it's gonna end, it's certainly not gonna help to have gold or fiat or crypto, okay? It's barter. That's how people transfer and that's how the economy works, essentially, okay? The reason why fiat currency exists is because it makes barter easier. That's why it's there. It's just a, it's a unit of currency, a unit of measure, okay, for currency. It's a value exchange. It just allows us to barter more effectively. So the actual currency itself is worth nothing. It's not, it's not, it's not about that. It's supposed to be worth nothing. What is what we have, it's a, it's a stored unit of labor. So for example, if I go and work for an hour and I'm on minimum wage, I'm on $20 an hour, and I work for an hour and I get $20 bill in my pocket, that represents one labor hour. If I give that to my, I don't know, your hairdresser, okay? If you lived back in 1999 when haircuts were 20 bucks. But if you gave that to them, they would cut your hair because they said, well, you're, you've worked an hour of labor. I'll take that hour of labor off you. I'll cut your hair for that and I'll be able to then go use this hour of labor somewhere else. And that's that's why fiat currency works. It's because it just allows us to barter more easily, okay? Now, if you don't believe me about when the world ends, you barter with goods, you would, you would remember during COVID, what was the most precious tradable item during lockdown? What was it? It was flipping toilet paper. That was a currency. Like you could, oh my God, toilet paper is actually worth something. It was like, it was growing in value because of the demand and the undersupply and, the, and, and, and how important it was to people for some reason, right? So, so even during what we experienced was close to the end of the world for us, like that was probably the most we'll ever see, I think in our lifetime. We weren't using crypto, we weren't using gold, and we weren't using, we were using toilet paper. Like that, that was starting to become the norm. So I think that story of the Mexican fishing village for me was just a reminder. It's just another real life example as to why you shouldn't be fearful of, you know, devaluation of the USD currency or why should I be buying gold or cryptocurrency and so on. So steer clear of that stuff. Just buy, op, buy pieces of operating businesses, okay, public businesses through an index fund or buy real estate that you can rent out, good solid assets you can grow over time, and get rich for sure, instead of you know trying to second guess you know commodities trades and all this weird stuff out there, okay? So yeah, look, I think it's more for those who are worried about what happens, what happens, what happens. That's kind of what happens. So I just don't think you need to worry too much about 
the currency situation, I would say. Okay, so look, I thought it was a wonderful experience of also how to create value from value. So for example, what things do you currently have that you can give to someone else and they give back in return? And this is how business works, okay? This is trade, this is commerce, this is the beginnings of commerce. So like, for example, what do you have in your house now or at your disposal, in your, your skills, your network, your resources, your things, your stuff, okay? That's of value to someone else that you can give them. Now, when you do that, what will they do? The laws of reciprocity state that they will return the favor. That's what happened to us on that beach. He didn't just say, oh, thanks for the beers. He said, hey, I've got food here now. We're like, great, because we're hungry. So it wasn't that we had any intention. We just wanted to be friendly and give. And that's amazing lesson to learn in business and money and value creation. Whatever you give, you'll get back. It works, it's real. So I would suggest if you wanna create more value in the world and for yourself, what are you giving? And what are you getting in return? And what are you giving again? Getting in return and giving again, that's business, right? So I think that's also a great lesson to take away. You don't have to have money to create opportunity. You don't have to have money to create value. You can have things, stuff, skills, network, influence, um, you know, wonderful spiritual gifts that you only have that you can give away for free. And it starts to create uh, something of value that people even pay you for. So you can conjure money, okay? So you just, have, just have be aware of it and do these things. So my question to you is, what are you giving away today? What relationship are you enhancing by your giving? Okay, and what are you trading? What are you, how are you creating opportunity? How are you creating relationships? You know, because it can, it can be the difference between you jumping in a boat at, till midnight going and looking for the yacht, or it can just be, hey, can we use your radio and we can get help and they can help us, right? So I think... Yeah, give more and you'll get back more in return. So hope you've enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for following Money Grows on Trees podcast. And uh, if you haven't yet, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify. And if you decide to share this to your stories on Instagram, that'd be really great. We're trying to grow this podcast to be the number one money podcast. And uh, so far, so good. Uh, I think we're up to 60-odd episodes now since we started. And uh, we're just getting warmed up. So got some amazing new episodes coming. So I hope you enjoyed that one. And of course, um, if you haven't joined our free Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees, go do that. Just search uh, Money Grows on Trees Facebook group, jump in there. And um, hey, I'll, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 